Welcome to the Blue Collar Nation podcast, the podcast dedicated to making the lives of blue collar business owners better. Before we start the show, may we ask you for a quick favor. Eric and Larry work very hard at delivering the best free content possible. Please help them out by going to iTunes and subscribing, and please leave them a five-star review. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and peers. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everybody. This is Larry from the Blue Collar Nation podcast. I'm here with my fuss-budgeting business partner, the Tech Whisperer, Mr. Eric Sprague. How are you today, Eric? Can you say that word again? Fuss-budgetly. Fuss budgety, E T Y. Fuss budgety. Fuss budgety. Check it out. The definition is awesome. Never heard that word in my life. Like a fuss budget, fussy, grouchy, a a nervous, fidgety person. Oh no, this is it. A person who thinks excessively about engaging things that might happen. One who is excessively concerned about matters of trifling importance. I, I looked it up. I started laughing in my head. I have so much fun looking up words for you. It's just, uh, just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can build something into this show or you can reciprocate. I mean, you know, it's, oh, it's, no, it's no. our show. Here's the problem. You do it to me. It's funny. I do it to you. I'm an asshole. That's, <laughs> okay, the, pro- that's the issue. So I can't, I can never reciprocate because it's, oh, oh Eric's being mean. Oh, is it really? Okay, cool. Then I'm going to benefit. Yeah, from it's, that. it's, it's a pass for you. So, okay, that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> well, we've got an amazing sponsor, not a fuss budgety sponsor, an amazing sponsor. And here we go. And now, a quick message from our title sponsor, SuperTech University. Did you know 85% of financial success comes from soft skills abilities and only 15% from our technical abilities? SuperTech U was created by longtime restoration pros, Eric Sprague and Larry Wilberton. Their daily three to five minute videos train your entire company on the soft skills they need to make your business thrive. Plus your entire team earns IICRC CEC credits, all for about the cost of one tank of gas. To get more information about SuperTech University and receive a special six-lesson e-course on in-home sales, go to supertechu.com backslash podcast offer. Again, get your free in-home sales training at supertechu.com backslash podcast offer. So Eric, what do we got going on today? We had a killer podcast the other day. And we talked about marketing and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, you thought long and hard on what we're going to talk about this time. Well, we didn't you get know, to everything. So I just figured we'd do part two, you know, yeah. um, not amazing a marketing podcast. Cause it never, we, ends, uh, actually, we, uh, yeah, we talked about local marketing, you know, look, digital marketing's great and, and you need to do it, but there's also a way, you know, you and I started our business before social media was a thing and digital wasn't nearly as, as big or, or as common. So we beat the streets and knocked on doors and went to chambers and all of these other ways to build a business. And I, I guess my point is, I think it's becoming maybe a little bit of a lost art or people don't see quite the the value in it. And 
I think it should still be done as part of your total marketing package in addition to the digital stuff. Yeah, many people, when they get in a business now, the default is, go, oh, we're going to get to the internet, we're going to advertise on the internet, put ads up, and then that's how we're going to get business. And there's so much more to it. Well, and- the other thing is, is we know this, you know, it's like algorithm change, uh, you're screwed, your your website goes down, you're screwed, you, you all of a sudden, you know, have an inbox flooded with emails that people just don't read anymore. Right. So like, I mean, yeah, digital is great, but I just think doing both is better. Yeah. Well, you need a local reputation. I mean, if you're going to drive your vans around town, people, you want people to the point go, yeah, those guys are cool. We've used those before and create the water cooler talk. Well, I I also get that after, after we finished the other day, I had to write an article for CNR magazine and I, I basically wrote, about what we were talking about to a great degree. And, you know, if you look at the restoration industry with all of the private equity companies gobbling up big companies and big companies buying other big companies, creating juggernauts, this is one of the ways for smaller independent restoration companies. And I think you could fill that in for plumbing companies and HVAC companies and everybody else to compete in the local marketplace. Because like you just said, it's you're local. So the better you're known and the more people like you and know you and trust you, the, the better you can compete with maybe without the big name or without the big budget. Yeah. So that's important. And like the Chamber of Commerce, most people don't lean that way or think about it. And we, you just happen to stop in and you're like, wow, there's a ton here. Well, you and I started our business. Neither one of us had ever marketed anything. And I just... I was just like, well, yeah, all right, what do we do? And I was like, well, local chamber of commerce, that's the business center for the town. So I'll just drive over there and walk in and see what they have to offer. And yeah, I mean, that's where we began. We began at chambers. Like you said last week, you're chamber whore and, and, <laughs> and proudly because that brought in a lot of, that brought up, brought in a lot of money for us. And look, you it's know, like, I mean, we could do a whole episode on chambers. I mean, we see we, you and I you know, really worked hard at being good at doing chambers. Yeah. We had a reputation for that. Um, but well, we it worked. We looked at the numbers. A lot of people doing it really wrong, man. But yeah. but anyway, so I, I just want to I had a list and we didn't make it through. Last week we talked about door-to-door marketing, chambers, civic groups, hosting your own events like barbecues and drinking nights. And emailing to your own list, but I have a few other things. I want to talk about client newsletters and mailings, uh, newspaper ads, and pink Joe Polish's pink flyers. And when when I say newspaper, I I think that probably works nowadays in small towns still. But I, I yeah, don't. the local paper that people still look at. Yeah, if yeah. you're in a small enough market, I think it might still work. I, I think like where we were, it, it probably wouldn't anymore very much no because that claremont courier was a local paper i bet you that one still would work well, that might yeah as long as the the local town has a paper that people really like to read just because yeah. it's local, well, just local stuff store. yeah yeah exactly and then local facebook groups like mom groups but then I, I thought before we get into those you know we had talked quite a bit at the beginning larry about how you and i would go knock on doors and how differently we did it and that keeps coming up with us, with with coach my coaching clients needing advice for that, and people just aren't used to going door to door anymore. Yeah, and it and is. they and it seems like they think there's only one way to do it, 
And I, I think we should dispel that myth because there's many different personality types who are actually who do different stuff, and they're all good at good at it. Yeah, so, they have their own separate systems that work. Your system is right. different than my system. Yeah. So let's compare and contrast real quick. You, you know, and look, I'll be the first ones. Like, I did not do it nearly as much as you did because I still had to run operations. So you were doing it, you know, infinitely more than than I was. But um, I was still getting out there. So why don't you? Explain to everybody kind of like what was your process? Let's get into that real quick. Not too much way in depth, but just like how did you do it? Like what time of day, what days? You got to start with who you want to go see and you got to make a list. And I was just telling somebody today, make a list of your current clients that give you business regularly because you have to visit them. Clients or referral sources? Clients. You got to start with your clients because that's where you practice. Going into a client and dropping something off and marketing to them is going to be dramatically like if we cleaned at a commercial building, going to that person. So, what you mean? So, for example, the massage envies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Massage envies that we used to do. There was multiple massage envies. And then I would go in there and I'd visit each one. And there were our clients already. And I'd bring them something and make conversation, say, hey, you know, we appreciate your business. And then that would be it. So, in reinforcing the, the, uh, relationship. And then I would go to some of the big commercial businesses we've had, like the convention centers and somebody that, you know, it was a, it was a good pricing job that we did. And I do the same thing. And it, it was practicing the visit because people get freaked out. Like you were saying to go visit with, it's a cold call. It's still a cold call when you go somebody that, you know, but not a cold, a warm call, yeah. but it's still difficult walking in the gatekeeper doesn't generally know you because you're there late at night. They have no idea. So you're like, hey, how are you? I'm Larry from Shamrock. And oh, I never knew anybody from there ever popped in. I'm like, yeah, we appreciate everything. So they're more apt to call us and not go with somebody else. Sure. So you yeah, need you're, to reinforce- you're client retention. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so a you're great way to you practice. St- when, when we first started recognizing that we had to go door to door to get referral sources, you started with current clients. And I use that as my base as well, because I liked retaining the clients. It's always easier to keep a client than find a new one. And you got to keep that in mind. I went to the double tree all the time. All the double trees that we cleaned, I was there every month. And those were the easiest to stop because they were the easiest to keep. And they yeah, would I just had that conversation what- with a business development rep that I coach. And he and I were having a conversation of you have to have the right balance of retaining clients you have and finding new ones. Yeah. Well, you got to go find new ones, but it would create a route. Just your base is the clients that you have. Even if you have five clients and I always say, start with small numbers, don't get overwhelmed. And then you find right around those areas, you have potential clients that you will have. So how did you go about finding your new ones? You go in. Yeah. And that would, make a big difference. And then this is the whole thing with going on a cold call. You bring food, which is a secret weapon. Your food is your shield. If you're nervous to go in somewhere and we're all nervous, I was often, you were often on your first couple of visits. Sure, it's not that you're nervous. It's just like out of your comfort zone. Well, yeah. If you have yeah. food, it's a shield. It's the shield that gives you 10, 15 seconds of Oh, hi, how are you? I'm going to give this person a few minutes because they're giving you something and they want to reciprocate. They reciprocate with their time and you get your spiel. Boom. Hey, my name is Larry from Shamrock. How are you today? What's your name? 
Okay, cool. We do water damage. Can I get your business card, please? Or whoever the person is that's in charge of calling for water damage. Oh, okay, cool. It's this person right here. And they give you the card and bam, you're in. Okay, cool. Eric or Joe or whoever you're, uh, you're marketing to, you got that name and then you just go with it. And then right from there, you've got a contact to follow up on. You've got a contact email. If they just tell you the name, can I get the email address? And you get that and you run out the door and you click your heels and you get back to your car and you write down exactly who you spoke to, what you spoke about, and the contact that you have. And then you follow up with an email to the person that's in charge. Yeah. Yeah, I did it differently than you. Go ahead. Tell me how it goes. Well, no. I mean, my my point is to other people. Like, like, so you're super personable. You're a morning person. You like to get out there right away. And, you know, I, I don't, I would guess, Larry, that I probably did more homework on each stop than you did. I'd know a lot more about their company. Like, you're going to get by on your personality, right? Even if you don't. You didn't maybe, See, but I'd rather ask them. So I'm engaging with them. I'm asking them questions instead of, you know, that's like, Oh, how are you? What do you guys do here? Who's in charge? What well, that's are they you? Like? That's your yeah. personality. I don't, I, that doesn't feel comfortable to me. Okay. Like I well, want to know that I want them too. to know. I know the answer already. Right. Because okay. I want to show, I, this is my point. Like that works for you. Yeah. Just like you shitting on me at the beginning of the show works. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did it to you, it wouldn't, right? Because we're different. So for me, it it was better to come in really prepared. And then I'm trying to show them like, I have done my homework. I know as much as possible about your company. So like, to me, it was the opposite, right? Like I'm going to come in and show how much I care, not by asking questions, but by having done research. Right. Where it's you and in the morning, mornings were no good for me because I'm trying to get people out the door and making sure jobs are going smooth and all that. So I would go in the afternoon, but to be honest, I'm an afternoon person or like I'm in a better mood. I, I have my tasks out of the way. Yeah. So and what I you can, brought would lend to that too, because you bring them caffeine drinks. And yeah. So perfect for the afternoon. Yeah. So, well, that's another thing. So, you know, Larry, would buy, you know, at the beginning you were doing donuts and candy and stuff. And then you fell on the pineapple idea, which was awesome. Cause it really stood out. Same deal. Like me bringing a pineapple, just, it wouldn't fly. It just wouldn't fit my personality. Right. So I used to do something else. I would, I always, I would start my marketing at like 1 PM and then go till five or six. And I liked going later in the day personally because I felt that the people in the office had most of their tasks done and they were more relaxed. You you might not feel that way. Yeah. No, no. I hit in the afternoon too, but I wouldn't have your, you know, you're at a different vibe. And actually that's a good thing that you brought that up. So everybody is seeing the difference and that they can have their own vibe, but you just have to be consistent and continuous yeah. with it. Yeah. And then and you I have to make sure had it works. a little trick too. I would stay out quite a bit later this is going to sound crazy, but like I would try, like a lot of times the gatekeeper would leave around four, four thirty, and and a lot of times either just the the only people in the office would be the manager, or the owner at like five between five and six p.m. or so. So I would make stops, like if I hadn't had any luck at a place where they just kept pushing me out, I'd show up at five forty-five or six o'clock, and 
walk in and be like, hello. And then you hear from the office in the corner, hello, meaning there's nobody between me and the owner. And then boom, I'm right in that office. (laughs) You know? No, it's a good strategy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the point is, is that, look, you and I essentially did the same thing completely different and it both worked. Yeah. And, well, and, and the, you would, but it's the same thing as a chamber room. You would connect with one half of the room and I connect with the other half. Yeah. And that, that's what, to give everybody confidence to go out and do this and know that it works, you don't have to have a special personality. You got fuss budgety guy over the here and you got high eye bouncing <laughs> off the walls over here, which is, which is worse. Well, Not necessarily, which is better. Yeah. Because their challenges come with each tree well and and like for you you got people to buy because they liked you and they trusted that you you were a good dude and you were going to do the right thing by them right like you that's your vibe they would buy from me because they would trust that i knew what i was talking about yeah they They just knew that you were talking about they didn't need to like me (laughs) needed to trust me i wasn't trying to get them to like me that wasn't (laughs) part of the <laughs> wasn't part of my deal. Well, no, I mean, look, I I want them. No, to it makes a lot of sense but, because you were more technically oriented and task oriented, so you connect on those levels. You, the point being is, you have to use your strengths. You were using yours, and I was using mine, and that's what I tell people, like on coaching calls. Like, you know, I I have I have owners that <clears throat> are at the point now where they need to go do referral marketing. And they're reluctant to do it because it's out of their comfort zone and they may feel that they're not the right type. Yeah. And my point to them is always, there is no right type. I think the one that would have the hardest time, I mean, talking disc here for a moment is you're in a, a D and I'm an I, the C and the S would have harder times than us because they're slower paced. I don't even think it's that. I just think they're more introverted in general. Yeah. Well, the S is more sensitive that they're going to get the door slam in their face. I used to love a door slam in my face. Oh, cool. I never have to come back here. One less stop to have. I was like, yeah, kind of hurt my feelings for a moment. I'm like, you, I don't you, have to come back here. You've made the choice that I'm taking you off the list. I'm taking you off the list. It's one I'll less place with I have somebody to go. else. Yeah. All day long. I find somebody happy. And if you go visit somebody that's not nice, don't go back. There's plenty of other people to go see. Why would you want to do business with that person? Don't put yourself through that. Yeah. You walk out instead of getting offended, say thank you. Cross them off the list. You know, I mean, granted, I didn't do as many calls as you did, obviously, but I had very few people be no, out- very rarely. Yes. Like, and that's well, the on. thing. Like, your fear is that they're going to be yelling at you or rude to you. And at least my reality was that never that happened. Very rarely happens. Yeah. I mean, then- I might get that a couple times a year. Yeah, someone, I would never get it aggressively. You just get a cold shoulder or you get yeah. somebody that isn't friendly. You're like, huh, something's going on with her or she doesn't like me. Well, they could have and, a better, well, you and I used to do that, though. If you wouldn't be having good luck with somebody, you'd say, hey, why don't you go over and see this person? See yeah, if you can have opportunity. Them. And then yeah. I would do the same. Like, hey, you know, for whatever reason, they don't seem to be interested in me. Maybe you go over and give it a go. Sometimes so, that works. Hey everyone, Eric here with Blue Collar Nation Podcast, and I would just like to take a moment to talk about my favorite magazine, 
for the cleaning and restoration industry, and that is CNR Magazine. I've been a longtime reader of CNR Magazine, and now my good friend Michelle Blevins has purchased that magazine and is growing it at an amazing rate. So if you're in the cleaning and restoration industry, you will be excited to hear that not only can you get CNR Magazine digitally, but you can also get it for free in print form, actual paper where you get to sit on your couch and read it which if you're my age, that's appealing. So all you have to do is go to cnrmagazine.com and that's C-A-N-D-R magazine.com to get your free subscription and it's even in print. So if you want to stay on top of what's going on in the cleaning and restoration industry and he, you know, get to see a lot of cool articles by a lot of very smart people, go to C-A-N-D-R magazine.com so back to the steady service type they're gonna have a hard time i mean you're not gonna get rejected like crazy it's no big deal you just have to have the food that gives you confidence and then to the other person that's the accountant type that's a task-oriented non-people person they're going to be i think they would be extremely effective more so that they would be like a robot going through the process the only the only issue with that high C accountant type personality is, will they be warm enough to get the people to like them? But they have it their own way. If they care sure. and they're, yeah. they're engaged, you know who, uh, look, and I say that as somebody who I don't think most people would be like, Eric is so warm. <laughs> you know I mean? Well, no, hang on a second. It's not my superpower. <laughs> so, so I'm going to bring up a, a woman that is getting very, um, recognized in the community and respected that it was the general manager for Skylar's company. And I think she has a lot of C attributes, but she connects well with people similar to way, the way you do. And she's got way more C in her, but she can turn it on and well, she, she follows turn, the process. She, I'm just gonna, Stephanie has what I have. And I mean, we have a very similar disc profile. And yeah. the thing is, is that, I think both of us can be situational extroverts when we need to be. Yeah. She does a great job. I was like, wow, look at that. Yeah. You're in the office and doing tasks all day long. And then now you're connecting with people. Well, look, sometimes, sometimes like for certain types of referral partners, that's the type of person they actually prefer. Yeah. And that's, yeah, because the people that are in charge, like you say, most business owners are D's. So they'll connect with that and are many very technical as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, all right. take I don't want, away from her. I don't want to stay on this the whole time. So yeah, the, the point being is no matter what your personality type, no matter when you want to go out, no matter what you want to give them, there's a way for everybody to be able to do this successfully if they are willing to try. And if you want to know anything about us, just email us, email me yep. or Eric, Larry at supertechu.com or Eric at supertechu.com. Yep. So oh, check right. it out. This is another, the client newsletters and postcards you have written down. Yeah, I was just talking to a guy in Newport beach earlier and he was going to carpet cleaner going to water damage. He says, well, how do I connect with all these plumbers and agents? I said, Whoa, whoa how big is your, your database? How many clients you have? He's like 2000. I'm like, start right there, man. Yeah. Those people trust you already. Yep. Yeah, let they everybody know, know what you're doing now. Yeah. And you've got to reach out to your list because your list, that's the client that you've got. You don't, there's one less hurdle to get 
over to get back in their house or to get a referral from them. So you got the repeats and referrals from your list is the easiest sale that you can make. And all you got to do is mail them. What's it? CC newsletters, Bruce's old company. CC newsletters. And, uh, and they send John, things John out. Braun, John Braun also has a, a he does? newsletter. Yep. Hitman advertising. Okay. There you go. Howard had one in our group. You got to get something to them once a month. What did um, the lady in Santa Monica say to you that time? Yeah, yeah. I went to a uh, a client who used us at least two to three times a year, and uh, very high end client. And um, there was a- actually, hang on, great story. The husband won an Oscar. Yes. So hopefully she's not listening because we reached in her cabinet and pulled out the Oscar and posed with the pictures. I can't find those pictures anywhere. I, that's with you. I did. I never pulled it out. I just I, touched, I was standing there with Lars. I touched I touched it and I lifted it a little bit, like maybe you know, half an inch off the, the mantle. Yeah. That freaking thing was heavy, man. It's heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. really cool. Yeah. Anyway, Very cool. So this this person who's Oscar winning, uh and and the wife was extremely accomplished in the Hollywood scene as well. Different different vibe, different job title. But um I saw the that we had our newsletter sitting on a kitchen counter. And I said, Oh yeah. You know, how do you like the newsletter? She just looked at me. She said, Eric, I'm going to be really honest with you. I have never read one word of a newsletter, but I know that you send it to me every month. It's a reminder that I need to do work with you guys again. And your phone number's right on the top. And I looked at there her, you go. And and her like, jobs would just pay for it all. Then you just, <laughs> then that's exactly what the purpose of that newsletter is. She said, yeah, I figured, you know, it's all yeah. good. There so go. I used to see, you know, especially a lot of clients who would bid something else because we used to do something called Eric's notes from the field where we do an insert and I would do an article of just about different stuff. Like I always use the example because this is like the phone rang off the hook. <clears throat> Southern California, you'd have a lot of marble showers and Everybody's using citrus-based cleaning products in those showers, so it's etching the marble. And then people bad would be move. like, yeah, bad move, right? And then nobody had ever told them that citrus is in almost every shampoo and that it etches this marble. And they would, you know, so I, I wrote an article like, hey, your shower's not dirty. It's etched. It doesn't reflect light well. Here's why, and here's what can be done to fix that, right? And then, boom, the phone would just start ringing. And then... I'd show up and they'd have the newsletter with the insert there and be like, I read this thing. Like, I want you to come polish my marble and tell me what products I can use or not use. I mean, that's just like one example, but look, these are things like you just said, they drive business. I mean, we had several thousand clients. So if I do an article once a month and insert it in a, a newsletter and I get 10, 20 jobs out of it, that's a lot of, that's a really good return on investment. Yeah. And we would try and keep track of it. It wasn't difficult, but if we sent out the newsletter, you know, on Monday by Friday and the next week, we would start having a higher volume of jobs come in. And that was very strategic and it worked really well. And that's how, and it's hard. It's like brand marketing. You can't necessarily put your finger on there, how much the ROI on that is, unless you stop it and you can see what's not coming in. And, and you don't, don't want to do don't that. Don't stop it. <laughs> well, yeah. in addition to that, we also using, you know, we used Service Monster for our cleaning side. And yeah, the postcards they, were good. they had postcards. And in, so in addition, so we did the 
the newsletters every month. And look, a newsletter, here's the thing with the newsletters. Like you sit there and you like dole out, you know, a lot of money to send the newsletter and you're kind of freaking yeah. out because you're like, holy crap, it's so, so expensive. But then when you start looking at it, it, the phone rings and your repeats go up, but it, it, yeah. it almost always pays for itself. I think the average cost was about a dollar a newsletter after postage yeah, and everything exactly. else we were sending. And and that thousands. was the, and that was the, uh, the, but this is the thing we, it, at one point we were sending one every quarter and I don't think that was effective. It, it all, all, our because, numbers always got better the more we sent. You know, yeah. We found that monthly worked better than every other month, which worked better than quarterly, which worked better than twice a year. Right? You know, yeah. So don't um, go and like, okay, cool. I'm going to send a newsletter this month and the phone's going to ring like crazy. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. You kind of have to prime the pump. It's like going to visit somebody and dropping off something. Hey, give me business and never going back. They're not going to call you. Yeah. So you yeah. have to be consistent. And that's the value because people appreciate you sending them things and thinking them. And the thing is, nobody's. Can I get to the postcard using... thing, please? No, no, no. Hang on a second there. It's Don't get all persnickety. Was... <laughs> no, you're being fastidious here, a fuss budgety. Mm. <laughs> I'll let you take your drink. You just have to be consistent. I push this with everything. When you're consistent, it's the best thing you can do. Anything you do in your business with systems, you're consistent with the systems all the time. And you were great at it. I was also consistent with the postcards. Yeah. And the post, well, <laughs> we had a great system. To talk about. <laughs> wow. He's getting persnickety. No, fuss budgety. I fuss keep budgety. throwing the wrong, I'm throwing the wrong word in there. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah well, right. my point to you was going to be, I was going to, I was going to support your point. Okay. Point go ahead. Please do. Be, I appreciate you it. You have to be consistent with the newsletters and you got to do it every month. Right. Yep. But the same went. So for us, it was like a one, two punch with that because I would follow up with the postcards that came from our database. So our database would tell us it had a postcard system. The where, CRM. Yeah, the CRM. It, it would say, you know, like, here's all the people that their one year anniversary is coming up. Here's all the people that their six month anniversary. Right. So I would go in and then just, you know, look at the names, filter out the ones that we were hoping never to see again. And then hitting send, and they would automatically send, you know, your one year anniversary is coming. You know, you can get, you know, whatever, some sort of discount or something. Small like discount or something yeah. to, to do it. So between getting the newsletter and then a very specific postcard based on timeline, that worked wonders. Yeah. No, and it was great. And it was convenient. So look at your CRM if it's, Service Monster. Um, I don't know which ones. What were those? I, dude, talking I, about? Think they, I think they all do them. House Call Pro, Service House Titan. Call Pro. Yep. Service Titan. Pretty, pretty much everybody's thing. probably doing something like this, or they have an integration with an outside company that can yeah, do it. Yeah. And well. they can just do it. And it's just a couple clicks of a button and boom. If you can make it automated, it's winning totally. So, all right. Let's get into uh, the newspaper and pink flyers. Oh, yeah. The pink flyer was good. <laughs> so we, uh, Larry and I, early in our career, went to uh, Piranha Marketing in Phoenix with Joe Polish. And one of his big things was the Pink Flyer. And it was an 11 by 17 sheet of paper where... Lawyer's bookcase, lawyer's, not bookcase, yeah, lawyer's size letter. Lawyer's size letter. And it was pink. That's why they called it the Pink Flyer. So it would stand out. Right. And then it would have a ton of information on it, right? So the idea was... 
you know, people are like, oh, you know, don't write much. Nobody reads, but they will read if they're interested in what you have. And that was Joe's point. So it'd be a very informative thing. We had a pre-recorded hotline that they could call. There was a there was a deal like if they bought so many rooms, they'd get one for free or whatever, you know, call to action. And a lot about us, a lot about our company and a lot about how to pick the right contractor. Right. So we're we're at, we're answering the questions in the pink flyer that they already want to ask. Yeah. We're not giving them tons of content, but try and answer the questions they ask you answer, just like the book. So obviously, tell, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. it'll work. No, it's okay. It works well. And the thing is when, when I would go on my routes and drop off the pineapples, I would bring the pink flyer. And the people that were used to seeing the pineapples would gravitate immediately to the pink flyer and i'm talking to them and they'd have the pink flyer in front of their face so i didn't care that they were ignoring me reading the pink flyer it just boom it was right in their face it would happen all the time it's not about you it's about selling exactly and that pink flyer took my, my mojo away but if the pink flyer got the mojo that was winning <laughs> yeah you did. that couldn't have gone over well with you <laughs> no, no 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 it's good with it as long as they read that the yeah. crazy flyer. So what we used they to would do, call us more. We used to put the pink flyer as an insert in the local newspaper. And granted, this was 15 years ago when a lot more people read the newspaper. And we were in an older community where where yeah. our our you know older community would read newspapers still. No, like we said earlier, that's it was a good idea. You just have to find a newspaper. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna put that in the LA Times, probably. But if you have a if you have a local newspaper like in the town that I live in in Utah, we have a a, a three town valley, which is basically like one town, and everybody reads our newspaper in town because that's where it's the only place you're going to get local news. Yeah, is the yep. bigger newspapers. So I still think in in markets like that, a pink flyer in the newspaper could really work well. Yeah, I wish we had a picture of the pink flyer. I should post something with us with a pink flyer. I actually have a couple of them. I've been mailing them out lately. Yeah, there you go. And it just cracked, attracts attention. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say newspapers can probably work still in the right place, in the right environment. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, I'm with you. Right on. Where are we moving next, Mr. Sprague? Well, last one, We, you and I don't have a lot of experience with this, but I think it is worth bringing up is I, I know there are a lot of contractors that spend a fair amount of time on local Facebook groups and for lack of a better term, mom groups, right? You know, where people are asking for referrals and, you know, who's got a good plumber, who's got a good HVAC contractor. So, you know, if we had had our service business right now, I'm sure we would have been doing, we would have been active in those groups because, I mean, they're very specific groups too. They're, it's just, you know, local people in that town referring each other and giving each other information. So, Mike was active and he got us a lot of jobs off a couple of these groups. Yeah. The question is how much time, right? How yeah. much, how much time and how much activity do you actually need to do to, to make that work? Cause you can't the sit next, there and read every or shit. No, no, but the, the next door app works real well. Cause you put something in your neighborhood and you put something in each one of your team members, neighborhoods, and people are looking at that all the time. You just post something and they'll find it. And then you ask your people to post something. Hey, we had a great job here. I mean, it's just as good as a review yeah. on like Yelp or Google. Yeah, because the next I, door, I'm like, there's yeah, one, I mean, there's one of those for my valley. 
And uh, so I go and look at it sometimes just to see what it's all about. And, you know, you'll see people saying like, who's a good plumber. And all of a sudden what happens inevitably, and I'm, I'm assuming it's the people that are more active, you just start seeing the same name of the plumbing company over yeah. and over. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's like, you know, ABC plumbing, ABC plumbing, ABC plumbing. And well, what's going to happen? That person's going to most likely call ABC plumbing and at least get a bid. And everybody sees that. And when anybody else sees a plumber, they're, you know, checking off the back of their head. And yeah. like, you know, this is where I'm going to keep these guys in mind when something happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's worth some amount of time and effort. I think. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> okay. What are you, a uh, foghorn leghorn? Yeah. I was hanging out with my buddy Bill last night. He does foghorn leghorn. He doesn't even do, he does it worse than I do it. <laughs> Not that I did it good at all. <laughs> I'm amazed you picked up on it, actually. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell that's you. A, that's an age-related <laughs> reference right there. <laughs> People who are, that are listening might not even know who Foghorn Leghorn is. Well, son, I'll tell you, get, get over here, son, get over here. I'll tell you something. <laughs> All right, let me stop. I said something quick. to my daughter <laughs> the other night. I can't remember what it was for the life of me, but it was like something that was like to you and I just so basic. And, I, and, and to, to me, it didn't seem like it was that old either, right? And I'm like, do you know yeah. what this is? And she just looked at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Nope. And she didn't care to even know. Oh, that's what the kids are like. No, if you're going to have to know this, because this is going to help you moving forward in life. My kids have so much useless information stuffed in their head by their father. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, come on. You know, when, when you were their age, you weren't listening to anybody either. You're just doing no. it. Every once in a while, they'll say, hey, dad, check it out. Remember you told me this when I was four? It helped me. And I'm 20. So thanks. And I'm like, huh, all right. I guess that's the You actually remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. Well, I yeah. think that's it, Larry. We don't want to go all day, but I think that was a nope. good part too. I mean, I think between the last two episodes, there's a lot of actionable information there. You, yeah. the, the key is action. This is this is not like I'm going to give somebody money and they do it for me. This is taking control of your own marketing. Yeah, which is very valuable as well because if your online marketing whatever you're doing there isn't working you kind of panic every once we've had that happen That's yeah well and you don't feel like you have any control over the outcome whereas with this with these strategies yeah the, the hard exactly. part and we know this you know like there were two of us so when we first started doing like as you get bigger of course you can hire people to to do this but when you're smaller, like for us, I mean, it was painful at first because you came off the truck and I stayed on the truck for a long time past wow. when you were marketing. It was awesome. And all of a sudden, I went from you being a, a really awesome assistant to like not good Funky. assistant. So I'm getting pissed. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the point being is, is that it's not always easy to get it going. But once you do, you can really grow. Prime that pump, just like everything else you do in business. Once you get that system going, just keep it going. Make whoever does it accountable and bada bing. All right. All right. All right. Well, we're out. Great podcast. Eric, we loved your bust, bust budget. Yes, it was Bud, wonderful. Fudge, it helped out on the show. What is it called again? Bust budgety. Bust budgety. Okay. A person who thinks excessively, one who is excessively concerned about the matters of trifling importance. <laughs>
I, I I'm with you except for the trifling importance. No, it's just it was awesome, dude. <laughs> just couldn't help it. Although I do have a ton of like information that just nobody needs. It's totally useless, huh? Yeah. You know, it's from, hold on, it's from when I was in college and we would study the trivial pursuit. We'd memorize, my cards. friends and I would memorize the cards and then go to the pub and win all the TVs and the radios and stuff. <laughs> and everybody hated our guts because we'd literally get like every single thing right because we just literally sat just there like flashcards. useless information. Well, yeah, instead of studying, I mean, think of, think of the irony of this. So we're paying for college, we're not studying, but we're memorizing just like you would normally study. Trivial pursuit. Trivial pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I guess that's fuss budgety. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Own it. I'm trying. I'm trying to. All right. All right. I'll we're trying to get off of here too. We'll <laughs> see you, man. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Blue Colonation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.